Every time that happens uh, down at the beach here, we end up with uh, some beautiful sunshine, some beautiful weather. Got my running uh, as well, and I'm feeling uh, feeling great, feeling Sweet. great, ready to rock. Did you see Dorothy uh, while uh, the tornado was coming by? Yeah, exactly, right? Pretty much. I mean, geez, it uh, definitely hit uh, a lot of states along the, uh, the Gulf um, with some turbulent weather, and Anyway, we, uh, you know, we always get through it, I'm sure. Um, unfortunately, there was, uh, you know, some uh, fatalities. Um, but that's uh, what it's Mother Nature does. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But um, here we are uh, carrying on. And we have a great show ahead. I'm excited about uh, talking to this individual. And, you know, without further ado, I think we should uh, probably just jump right in. What do you think? I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, a special... Uh... You know, peace for me. Today's guest is a retired Air Force pilot, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you know me and Jets, man. You know me and Jets. <laughs> yeah, well, never, my, uh, we'll probably never we're be in show, one. But we're going to call the show Top Gun. But Top Gun, there. Oh, there we go. There we go. That'll that'll totally work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was in the uh, Air Force for uh, some nine nine plus years, and uh, as a, as a pilot, and so I want to dig a little bit into that because, well, just personally because I can, um, but uh, we'll uh, find out um, how I made that transition into uh, into the personal sector, the private sector, uh, through um, vending uh, and, and kind of how all that came about and, and how it started working with his, uh, his um, daughter's school and what that's really meant for um, for, you know, for kids, kids across the nation and, you know, giving a unique perspective as to a, uh, a profit center, you know, a, a secondary, a third, or maybe even for some, a primary income stream and how that uh, works into school funding and how that works into school fundraising in the entire industry, local and nationally. So I, 
I really want to hear that story of that transition, but I also want to hear, you know, and I want to, our guest today to really be able to tell us how he's made that transition. And there's been some health life challenges too, that he's navigated along the way that have thrown some uh, unique sprockets into the mix. Uh, so without further ado, we've got Matt Miller in the house today. Matt, welcome to Think Bull Be Bold. Hey, Christopher and Alan. Thanks for having me on, man. You are most welcome, my friend. Matt is in the house. I'm excited about it. And uh, definitely, Matt, you know, we always like to start the show um, off with understanding, you know, you and, and uh, that journey and uh, from where you were, what you're doing now. But, you know, first of all, uh, big salute. Um, thanks for um, putting in the time, the service and uh, duly noted and making sure that, you know, everybody uh, gives you, uh, you know, two thumbs up for that. And our audience, this is a great time to get your journal out because, uh, you know, transitioning from what Matt did to where he is, there's definitely some learnings and uh, he's going to share some of that today with you. So it's always, you know, a good um, opportunity to write this out in your journal and, uh, and maybe you'll get a good idea today and tend to uh, get good ideas myself. And I know, Alan, uh, we're avid uh, journalers. Uh, while we we're, are. While we're uh, having this show especially and, uh, you know, gaining a little bit of um, knowledge along the way. So, Matt, bring us through that uh, journey, uh, you know, from, you know, when you're, uh, you know, where did this all come about? You know, why vending and, and you know, where did this transition from uh, you being in the Air Force? Well, guys, I'm, I'm I'm really surprised you'd have to ask because isn't the normal progression of things Air Force pilot, advertising executive, vending operator. Yeah, of course. I mean, I mean it sounds right. <laughs> well, we didn't want to assume that everybody on the line would know that. But, yes, in fact, that is just a natural progression of one's career. <laughs> well, like Alan said, I flew in the Air Force for, <laughs> for nine years. And along the way, loved what I did, but um, – once we started having kids, I was ready to be home and not traveling all over the planet um, at the whim of Uncle Sam. So ended up getting out back in 1998. From there, decided I'd step off into the corporate world and spent a little bit of time working in the hospital, medical industry, device industry for about a year and a half, and then into the advertising space where I spent a decade. And along the way, um, I, I learned that the rules constantly changed in the corporate environment, especially with a publicly traded company. And uh, they never seemed to change in my favor. And I got frustrated because of that fact and, and kind of that lack of control. Um, there was also some decisions that were made that significantly impacted my family's finances uh, and put us in a deep, deep hole. And so I needed to do something on the side to supplement the, uh, the full-time income. And to begin with, I was collecting aluminum cans. Uh, I sold books on Amazon and Alibris and eBay for a couple of years. My garage looked like a library there for a while doing anything I could to make ends meet. But I had read Robert Kiyosaki's book, rich dad, poor dad along the way and bought into his whole concept of passive income. So I was looking for something ultimately that was not just a business to make money, but was a business that would allow me to free up my life over time. And actually had a buddy from church one Sunday mention he had a couple of gumball machines and his daughters and 
and he had, you know, placed them and it was something they could do together and make some money and do something as a family. And gumballs seemed a little bit odd, but the margins are astronomical. And the beauty of vending is the machines do all the work and you don't have to be there. So it was something that would allow me to continue my career but also begin to put something together on the side, you know, in nights and weekends or whatever. And so that's where the whole vending thing came about. I got involved, I got my very first candy and gumball machine uh, for about 36 bucks on eBay, taught myself the vending business, got on a couple of Yahoo groups where I learned a lot as well. And then after about a year and a half of traditional bulk vending, candy, gumballs, toys, stickers, temporary tattoos, that type of thing, the uh, 07 and 08 uh, economic collapse occurred and our revenue plummeted. And so once again, I was looking for something to stabilize things. And right around that time, I had several young kids come knocking on my door, selling me stuff for local school fundraisers. I thought that was odd because I didn't know the kids. Their parents weren't with them. I had kids of similar age, and there was no way I'd let my kids go door to door in a suburb of Houston, um, you know, to strangers' houses. And um, that's where the whole idea of custom stickers for schools and sticker machines in schools came about. And shortly thereafter, we got our first school, and here we are almost a decade later, um, and School Spirit Vending is is growing like gangbusters today. What a great story. I love that. Out of necessity came success. Yeah. A necessity big time, Alan. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, that one decision at work set our family back about $80,000 one year. And I was just starting to work myself out of the hole that I was in transitioning from the military to the corporate world. And then that happened. And, uh, Talk about a rude awakening, man, but you do what you got to do. And um, thankfully, we were willing to stick with some things long enough to really figure this whole thing out and be blessed, you know, with the business that we have today. Well, I think he said something really key there. Um, he said a number of key things, but the, the the one thing that just jumped off the page at me is the, is the stick to and I know that everybody says you got to stick with everything. Come on, you got to you got to consistently do it. But there's one thing that you know, consistently doing something on the side, and there's something about consistently doing something that's going to take you from point A to point B when you really need to have it done. And uh, when you make that transition from you know temporary and 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 sidecar to mainstream, it's a different uh, it's a different responsibility. It's a it's a it, you're looking at it through a different pair of glasses and the expectation that you put on yourself and the expectation that society and your family and those around you put on you becomes much more um, uh, much more enlarged. And uh, it, it takes a lot. Uh, it, it takes a lot to, to make that pivot. And uh, but you needed the pivot. You did the pivot and it paid off in in spades. And uh, my guess is that uh, it did some other things besides just the finances, you know, was able to show not only uh, your family and your kids, but those around you, what can happen from, you know, ma- making a choice in necessity to become a, you know, becoming a lifestyle. Um, talk to us a little bit about, uh, about um, you know, the environment around you at the time. 
and how people knew you and, you know, what they saw you in, this new light that they saw you in, this new success that they saw you in. Um, what, what happened there? Um, was there, did anybody say anything? Was there any kind of aha moments for, you know, friends and family? Or was it just, you know, business as usual? You know, what I learned early on in my life, Alan, just to give you an idea, when I was in high school, I, I sang in the choir. I acted in a bunch of different musicals and plays. I lettered in football and lettered in track. So I was the jock and the thespian. I had two different worlds that I lived in. And my jock friends would always make fun of me about what the thespians and, and me and all were doing. And then the 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 folks in the thespian side of things and the music side would always make fun of me on the jock side. I, I learned to have a thick skin really, really early on. And to really not care a whole lot what other people think, um, I, I had to humble myself on myself on many occasions to make the decisions that we did. But the reality was, I was doing this for me and my family, and regardless of what those around me thought, it, it really didn't matter. You know, I, I tell folks, you know, my parents, who were two of the most important people in the world to me, except for my wife and my kids today. Um, they live in Wisconsin. I live in Texas. I love them dearly, but the reality is just living life. I might spend 30 minutes a, a week thinking about them. Well, if I'm spending 30 minutes a week thinking about the people that brought me into this world, how much time is that guy that you're worried about thinking about you and what he says, thinking about you? He's not. And too many of us give those people way too much power in in our lives and instead of just doing what we need to do regardless of what others think um early on they thought i was nuts because once again here i was air force academy grad former pilot now a vending operator really but today you know i'm sure there's still some people that are scratching their head but the success that we have that, you know, the fact that we're uh, all over the country today with close to 100 franchisees and very soon expanding into Canada, um, you know, they don't question anymore. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, you, you become a, a franchise, you know, master and a pivot master. And, you know, that's the that's the, the success. And for those that uh, sat back and watched are doing just that, they're sitting back and they're watching. Yeah, I, there was a period of time where I was delivering pizzas at Pizza Hut in the middle of growing our business for about 18 months. And one of the most humbling things I've ever done was to ask for that job. Um, in fact, the guy that I asked for it from, you know, was like, uh, you know, you're a little bit overqualified here. <laughs> but I, I told him, I said, listen, I've got a business. I need seed capital. Um, I'm here to make some extra money on the side to allow me to grow my business. Um, but to wear my silly little pizza hut, pizza hut outfit around delivering pizzas and then to be called to, to deliver pizzas to, to friends, homes, or to, uh, people in my church's homes. I mean, talk about humiliating, I guess, or definitely humbling, you know, and I'm sure a lot of them were wondering, what the heck is this guy doing? You know, why is he working for Pizza Hut? But once again, I had to do what I had to do, and I had to be willing to swallow my pride. Um, 
because it wasn't about them. It was about what I needed to do to take care of my family. Hey, Matt, you stepped up, my friend. And that's what I think a good portion of the people in the U.S. don't do. They don't step up. Well, we take ourselves too seriously. And a lot of us think, well, I've got this degree in X, Y, or Z. And if I don't use that degree, then I'm not going to go do anything else. That That's one of the stupidest things somebody could do. But I can't count the number of times I've heard people tell me that. It's like, dude, get off your rear, go do something. If you get busy, good things will happen. And, you know, I was a history major in school. I was a pilot. I don't use any of those things today and I've never used them since I got out of the Air Force. Uh, You know, the education is ongoing and actually starts once you're done with school. So to lock yourself into that track for the rest of your life, just because you dedicated four years to it is silly. And it, and it eliminates a lot of opportunity for people because, you know, because of those, that, those barriers or that box that they put themselves in. For sure. Yeah. I think a lot of people are experiencing that now. I think there's some changing happening in the, in the educational, you know, side of our, of our culture. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, you pivoted, you found where you needed to go and you went and did it. You didn't ask questions. You just got it done. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. uh, That is the right mindset for longevity in, um, you know, being self-employed. So kudos, my friend. Yeah, big time. And, you know, you mentioned a couple of things, uh, Matt, that uh, really resonate and, you know, certainly stand out. And I want to point it out for the audience is that, um, you know, mentioned a couple of times you were doing it for your family. Um, And, you know, the extra money on the side was uh, the seed money uh, necessary for, you know, growing the business and sustaining the business uh, for its growth, knowing that, you know, if you continue doing the right things long enough, um, and long enough being your, you know, your tenure overnight success uh, that you've uh, been able to, you know, build um, is that focus. And, you know, I think that that focus help you swim in your own lane. Um, and you said something else, uh, which I love is, you know, getting busy and good things will happen. You know, I'm a big you know, believer in Albert Einstein, you know, one of my favorite quotes, simplistic as it is, uh, but profound as it um, definitely uh, um uh, you know, creates in people's lives is, you know, nothing happens until something moves. And, and, you know, what I hear is you decided to, you know, just move and know that, you know, pride set aside and, you know, all the other things, um, you were doing things for a reason to get yourself to that level. And, and, you know, it required, um, hum, you know, humbling yourself, but also knowing, you know, listen, I'm putting in this time right now and, and good things will happen um, from that. And, and they certainly did. So that focus is one thing, you know, for the audience, again, uh, you know, for you to take, uh, you know, heed to is that, you know, focus is a very powerful, powerful tool when you know what you're, you know, you're focusing on and where you put your attention, um, again, uh, can either help you or hinder you. And you chose Matt to, uh, you know, allow it to ho- you know, help you, um, build, a, build a wonderful business. Now I noticed, um, you know, which was really cool. Uh, you've got obviously school spirit vending and, and, uh, you do some cool stickers and, you know, fundraising and stuff. Uh, what levels of business or sorry, schools that you go through, is it, um, you know, sort of, uh, 
you know, young kids right up to college, like give us a, you know, give us an idea what that, you know, looks like, because it's an interesting business. And, you know, it's certainly something that I, I, you know, I never really thought about until, you know, now and seeing it. And I think it's, uh, I think it's wonderful. But tell us, you know, what that scope looks like. So I started the company originally with high schools and junior highs in mind with their football teams and their basketball teams and that type of thing. In our early testing, though, we found out that the older kids didn't interact with the machines, Uh, but the the younger kids did. And so um, because of that fact, we pivoted and went from the initial plan to the backup plan, which is where we spend the majority of our time today. It's with the younger kids, elementary schools, that type of thing. Gotcha. And, um, you know, listening in, uh, you know, for the audience, it uh, might be something, I know you franchise this, uh, what would it take uh, to become a franchisee? And, you know, how would that work? Um, You know, walk us through a little bit of that. So we have a pretty extensive interview process. The majority of the franchises that we have set up in the last year and a half since we began franchising have come from from shows like this. People in the audience who um, are looking to to develop a secondary income stream on a limited time commitment, who are looking to develop a business that their kids can be actively involved in and, and allow them to learn entrepreneurship along the way. And so uh, we spend a bunch of time on video conference over this, you know, a period of a month to two um, as we talk through the business, how it works, all the ins and outs, answer all the questions that folks have and that type of thing. Um, what I've found over the years is that the right people is just as important as, as anything. So we take a lot of time getting to know people, um, because if they end up getting involved and we decide to do work together, you know, we're going to get to know each other pretty well. Our families are probably going to spend some time together and, uh, you know, it's not just a, a one-time transaction. It's, it's, you know potentially a lifetime together in the years ahead. So we treat that pretty seriously. Um, But, you know, we're looking for, for those kind of folks. We, we franchise all around the country today. Um, And uh, assuming that things make sense and what have you, we get people set up with a protected territory. Um, Right now, the startup cost, when you factor in the franchise fee and, and some of the other things necessary to get started, the equipment, the product, that type of thing. Um, startup is right around uh, just shy of $20,000 for the franchise, which is very, very inexpensive compared to the $125,000 average uh, startup cost for most franchises today in the U.S. Sure. Um, but uh, they get an established territory protected where only they can work, and then we teach them the, the ropes and the process uh, to bring schools on in their area with the systems and, and processes that we've put in place successfully over the last last decade of doing what we do. Gives them the opportunity to make a passive income on the side and uh, support local schools in the process, which is which is an added benefit. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm you know a big fan of passive income. 
Uh, it's how I started my career in sales, uh, you know, finding an industry where, you know, you put in the hard work and, it, you know, listen, folks listening in for the audience, there's no fast money out there. So um, you've got to put in the work. Uh, but when you do and you find something, you know, similar to uh, what Matt's talking about today, you know, that ends up paying you for years and years uh, after uh, is, a, is a fantastic business. And, you know, I certainly uh, had the great pleasure of um, working really hard for 18 months. And, you know, I worked way, you know, very hard after that. But, um, you know, to give, an, you know, people a perspective here, it paid me for, uh, you know, well over 10 years of, uh, you know, monthly income. Uh, you know, where I didn't have to do anything, you know, to live, uh, you know, nice, healthy life. Now, I'm not the type of guy that sits back and does nothing. Of course, I went on to build some other businesses. But, you know, what Matt's talking about today is, you know, the fact that passive income can allow you so many choices. And wouldn't it be great to have those choices rather than not? And um, I think it's a fantastic business idea. And uh, certainly, uh, you worked out uh, a lot of the bugs, uh, Matt, through your adventure and came on to something that, you know, that anybody that comes uh, and gets involved is going to have some success. And, um, I, you know, that's the type of business uh, certainly I pay attention to. So I, I think it's a great idea. Alan, what else? Uh, what else? Where, where, where are we going to bring Matt on the, the next question? Challenges. You know, challenges, we talked a little bit about challenges and pivoting, and Matt, you're, you're great at pivoting. Um, what are some of the other, you know, big challenges um, that you've had to pivot around uh, in, your, in your career doing this that maybe you didn't know even existed prior to getting into it? You know, aside from the financial challenge, and just, just to give folks a perspective, we got to a point financially after, you know, I made the jump to corporate to where we had to go to consumer credit counseling services to get our interest rates cut. And I got turned down for a payday loan at one point for a couple hundred bucks to pay a bill that I needed to get paid. Uh, now, you don't need a credit rating for a payday loan but you do have to have a bank statement that shows that you didn't have any overdrafts the months prior. Mm -hmm. And I had three $35 overdraft charges that previous month. So I got turned down, you know? <laughs> um, so that was a big one. You know, another one as uh, that was a challenge for me is vision, you know, being able to think bigger and dream bigger. Um, my whole goal in this whole process, aside from getting, you know, us on a stable foundation was for me to be able to walk away from work and have control over my time and, and control over money. And we accomplished that about six years ago when I was able to leave the corporate world and, and just do SSV full time. Well, I plateaued at that point and I really lost some focus. I got bored, you know, like Chris, Christopher, like you said, you know, you're not one to sit around and do nothing. Well, that's me exactly as well. But because my goals had always been to get free, once I accomplished that, I was kind of rudderless for a while until I hired a coach, a guy by the name of Aaron Walker, um, who has 36 plus years of business experience, uh, has, has never worked for anybody else and has always been an entrepreneur. And for him to, to be able to look into my life 
and, and walk alongside me as I was growing our business and to share his insights and wisdom was key in getting me off of that plateau and getting me thinking bigger about what I could do and what the possibilities were and that type of thing. So that was huge to, to be able to see beyond. Um, another challenge for me was I kind of prided myself for years in being that solopreneur, right? That they could be out there doing their own thing, didn't have to rely on anybody else or whatever. And that worked great for about the first seven years or so. But the business got so big it's at, at finally to where I had to begin to hire some people. And as silly as that sounds, that was a big boogeyman to me because I had never done it before. This whole concept of payroll and, you know, all the government, this and that, just it was intimidating to me. And I put it off as long as I could that coupled with the fact that of course, being a, um, a a very, very driven myself, you know, to give up some of the control of my baby to others was, was also uh, a challenge and required a big pivot in my thought process. Um, and then finally, Alan, you and I talked a little bit about this before, um, before we got started here about, uh, six months ago or so I ended up having a rude awakening as it came to my health. And, um, in early December of 2016 ended up having a heart attack. Um, thankfully, uh, we caught it. I got to the hospital, got a couple of stints and, and a couple of arteries opened back up again. But, um, you know, that has required me to really take a step back to figure out, okay, where we're heading and, and kind of game planning moving forward um, to make sure that my family's provided for, our business is provided for, and that I am maximizing um, and and doing the best I can with the time that, that I've got left, um, however long that is. Um, uh, I feel great and I anticipate and hope that, you know, I've got another 40 or 50 years but you just don't know. And I was living, you know, fun and fancy free there for years, decades, actually. And I'm actually grateful today that that point came along. So it allowed me to recess, uh, reassess my life, what I was doing with it, you know, what I was eating, the exercise I was doing or not doing, and, and a lot of those kind of things. Life changes um, sometimes throw us curveballs we hadn't anticipated, but I think your ability to pivot prior to having that, um, you know, helped uh, launch a, a navigation tool, um, you know, in, in you that uh, I, I would assume comes from or, or might be there because of your military experience. I, and I could be completely off with that. But, um, you know, you and I both share that uh, that unique uh, type of heart challenge. And it really does get you to look at uh, life and opportunity in a little bit different perspective, but it also puts a, a, a twist and an accountability on the things that we do, everything that we do, actually, regardless yeah. as to what it is, and it gives yeah. a new perspective. But um, you, you once again, pivoted, and, um, you know, that's it. The older we get, the more we pivot, and <laughs> usually the more opportunity that comes our way, but the more hassle might come our way as well. So no being doubt. able to pivot, you know, Chris and I talk about that a lot. 
um, knowing, you know, what to do and, and knowing what not to do. And sometimes you don't know what to do, what not to do, but you know that standing still is not going to make it work. So you pivot, you try, you track, and, and you move back, and you regroup, and, and you've done that. So I just want to say, um, you know, kudos uh, for that, Matt. You lived through, you know, a real challenging time in your life that uh, so many, you know, men in, in our positions never recover from. Sure. And uh, you've got a, you know, you need perspective uh, on a couple different things, and you've got, uh, you know, a second look and a third look, and uh, you're doing something with it. So kudos. Thanks. Um, Matt, you, you mentioned uh, something, and, and for sure, and, and not to, um, you know, move past this because, you know, you know, listen, I believe everything happens for reasons. And, and to your point, Matt, you mentioned that it, 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 you know, really helped you reassess and look at things, you know, slightly different and, and improve things um, so that your life um, style can improve as well along the way. Um, one of the things you mentioned, though, was coach um, and someone who did uh, coach you. Give us uh, in the audience, um, you know, some insight to how that really, uh, and it sounds like maybe it was a bit of a game changer for you. Um, and, uh, you know, what are the, some of the key things that you can share that uh, happened um, and why you got a coach and what the coach, you know, really, you know, helped you with? Well, you know, you think about it world-class athletes, you know, CEOs of major companies, that type of thing, you know, vocal artists, you know, that type of thing. All They've all got coaches. And there's a reason for that because you need somebody that can help you become the best you can possibly be. And the challenge is most of us, and to be honest, up to a few years ago, I never thought of this for myself, don't ever have somebody like that in our lives. And um, to have a coach, an unbiased and outside observer, be able to, um, you know, pour themselves into your life and, and to share a different perspective is huge. It also offers accountability, which is important. Um, and to have, in my case, you know, a regular weekly hour where Aaron and I get on the phone and, and we're talking about my goals, dreams, aspirations, we're talking about challenges I might be having, you know, in our company or whatever. Uh, you know, sometimes we're brainstorming. Other times he's sharing his experience and, and how it might apply uh, for me and my company has been huge. On top of that, I'm a part of a mastermind group as well. And those men from all walks of life, from all over the, the U.S., share their unique per perspective and they end up kind of being an informal board of directors for me and my company as I sit on their informal board of directors in that group. And we've been, I've been part of this group uh, for the last two and a half years. In fact, I just got back from a, a retreat in the Nashville area yesterday with, with those guys and a bunch of others for several days. And, you know, we're the sum total of the peop the five people that we hang out most with. And I have made a point in the last couple of years with Aaron as a coach and, and with the mastermind to get myself around people that are smarter than me um, that I can learn from. And that has been huge for me. Um, it's made me step up my game. It's made me look at the world a completely different way. And uh, it's made me rise 
to the top and, and become the leader that I need to be for our very, very fast growing business. You know, the speed of the group is determined by the speed of the leader. And for a while there, there was no speed because I wasn't out front. Today I am, and I'm constantly challenging myself and getting myself in, through events and, and the mastermind and coaching around people that can make me better and, and can keep me aware of all that's going on in society and the changes that are occurring, et cetera. Cause I'm that guy up at 30,000 feet running my company. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've got hundreds of families that are relying on me today to, to make right decisions that impact not only my family, but theirs as well. And, and I see that as a real responsibility and I don't take that lightly. I agree. And, um, you know, awareness, perspective, accountability, feedback, you know, helping you see blind spots. It sounds like the coach really allowed you to, you know, level up and, and, you know, increase uh, your knowledge um, and then do something with that knowledge as well. And, you know, that's the big difference between gaining knowledge and, you know, is, is doing something with it. So, you know, thanks for sharing that, um, you know, being a coach myself, uh, you know, definitely uh, like to get perspective from others in terms of reasons why, uh, what they get from it and so forth. Because the audience, you know, listening in, um, you know, whether you've tried to coach or not, uh, you know, the, the, the big thing is that they're going to help you become, as, as you said, Matt, the best that you can be. And the fact that you've moved into a, you know, more f- informal board of directors, I love that, by the way, it, it sounds great uh, for a mastermind group. And I've certainly um, been part of, uh, you know, several and actually looking for one now, so maybe we'll talk after Matt. But uh, <laughs> uh, that put aside, um, you know, I think that uh, you know the information shared around that is is uh, allows people, you know, and there's a lot of people out there that don't know what a coach can do for them or you know what a mastermind is. So thanks for sharing that insight, um, uh, you know, with our with our audience. You know, Christopher, I wanted to say, um, you know, guys, it's an investment. Um, I, I spent a lot of money to, to hire Aaron. Um, obviously Christopher doesn't do what he does for free either. And, but you got to understand it's a process and it takes some time. I know with Aaron and, and it's probably just because I'm slow, uh, and took me a while to get through my thick head, some of the things that I needed to do, but I, I spent the first 15 or 16 months paying him monthly uh, and and saw no change financially during that period of time. But there was a period of time where I needed him to get to know me. I needed to get to know him. He really had to to figure out what my you know what points that he could help with or whatever. But here's the thing: month sixteen, I made back fivefold what I had spent on a coach. I love that. In the first 15 months. I love that. But here's the challenge, guys. You've got to be willing to do that. Your most important investment is in you. And so to hire somebody like Christopher for his expertise, it's it's a long game, guys. You you can't just, oh, I'm gonna, you know, hire him for a couple months and move on. Don't even waste your time if that's your plan. Good point. Um, I've got a guitar teacher. He's he's a member of the Country Music Hall of Fame. And 
whenever somebody comes into his office and says, Hey, um, how long is it going to take me to learn how to play X, whatever song it is? He tells them he can't help them because their thought process is already wrong from the very beginning. And they're looking to figure out how to, to take the least amount of time and effort to get what they want instead of realizing to become a great guitar player takes years and years and years, not just a couple of months and a few lessons. And the same thing is true with a coach. Well, great point. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, um, I think you hit it right on the head. There's skill and there's talent. And you can have all the all the skill and the ability in the world, but if you don't have the talent to bring it to life, then there's a challenge, you know. And and Chris and I are, are, are both coaches and we and we both have coaches. And you know, part of that journey is to not only, you know, unlock and see, you know, what you what you have now and what you can turn that into, but what you can use that for down the road, what can be created. And Matt, you talked earlier about, about, um, you know, vision and vision was, a you know, at that point in your life was a challenge for you to, to think bigger, see bigger and, and, you know, see past your, your own particular success at that point. So I, I guess maybe where I'm headed is what's next for you, Matt, what's the next big goal you are approaching in, um, in your life or in your business? You know, Aaron talks a lot about success to significance. And, you know, we've kind of hit that quote unquote point where we've become successful with our business and, and that type of thing. My focus has, you know, I've pivoted somewhat and will continue to go. So go, go uh, to do as I strive to work towards, you know, making a bigger impact. Um, When I was growing up, I was inspired to read reading comic books. I grew up in the Chicago area. I I would spend my allowance money or my lawn mowing or shoveling money at the local uh, dime store and, and constantly was, was reading comics. Well, now that we're in 2,500 plus schools across the country and we'll be very quickly in 5,000 schools at the rate we're growing, you know, we've got millions of kids that we now have, you know, the obligation in my, in my idea, my mind to serve, um, and to inspire. And so three years ago, I hired a couple of young Baylor grads who, um, one was an author and and writer and one was a, an illustrator to create a comic book series for me. And, uh, they came up with the idea. It's a couple of apes, Marlin and Percy, they want to be superheroes. And uh, initially they showed up in our machines themselves. Uh, the stickers get vented out of the machine in a cardboard folder and we print on that folder. And initially Marlon and Percy just showed up there kind of like the bazooka Joe, but of our sticker machines. Uh-huh. Um, well, since then we've written eight full length comics. Wow. Uh, we've, we've written a children's novel and, uh, we'll release our second children's novel here before the end of the school year. And one of my big focuses moving forward is to inspire kids to read with wholesome content that their parents can be confident in that, that they don't have to worry about what little, you know, little Johnny or little Susie are being exposed to. And uh, to make a difference, and hopefully, you know, inspire some kids to to be li- become lifelong readers like I was when I was a kid. 
readers are leaders, and I love that. And what an awesome, awesome idea that, you know, spread it into something uh, a little bit bigger each time, it sounds, uh, Matt, as you move along. Um, and I love the wholesome content. You know, I have four kids, and uh, one of the challenges, uh, as, as we all know with kids, um, is the type of material out there. And, you know, now that we live in a you know, very digital world as well, um, finding information to help. Um, we can't, you know, keep them from it, um, but we can certainly educate them enough uh, to know the difference. And I, and I think that's the big thing um, to help build, you know, their confidence young that, um, you know, when they do come across things that, uh, you know, don't um, necessarily um, inspire or help them grow, uh, or motivate them that they can tell the difference between the two and you know that comes from an early age so kudos to uh, to building out that vision and, and seeing something a little bit bigger and I had no idea 2500 schools that's incredible to 5000 that's uh, that's it that that is a big big influence out there and uh, and I'm sure only gonna get bigger over time so great great work I love it Man, I don't know about you guys, but I'm sitting here writing notes, and I got a couple of pages of notes so far. And I looked up at the screen, and uh, it's amazing how fast time goes. <laughs> Always, this show is famous <laughs> for that um, because it's conversation and it's dialogue, yeah. and we could be sitting down, you know, just as well. Um, and maybe we'll have to do this in the future. Alan is, you know, create, uh, you know, lunch lunch uh, podcasts and uh, and sit down at least uh, and have a bite to eat at the same time because there you go um <laughs> maybe <laughs> something to think i like about. food yeah <laughs> I, mean, I do too yeah me too i uh, yeah but this show goes really quick uh you know Matt, and and you know you've you've given us some uh, amazing information and, and insight um and probably you know quite frankly some great ideas for our audience to ponder or think about um, and look at and 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 you know perhaps even put themselves out there a little bit to uh, to take some risks. Um, and on that note, and and you know I want to talk a little bit about that because um, it requires an element of uh, you know taking a risk. And you know it sounds like you had a completely different scope on life before this happened. And you know we heard all about the pivoting. We heard about a lot of things you learned. Um, but, you know, let's talk about something that, uh, you know, I think a lot of people might be sitting there wondering, you know, for themselves, I'd love to go do something. I just, you know, I don't have either the confidence, I don't have the money, I don't have, you know, yada, yada, and, and the list can go on. What would you say to those people, um, you know, from your perspective now, you know, looking back, what was, uh, what is important? You know, the you know from a risk standpoint. Yeah, the important thing is to get in the game. Uh, you know, if you look at what I did, you know, my first vending machine, I had $100 to my name at this point. At the, this point. Wow. My first vending machine was $36, and I could have resold it on eBay for twice that much. So even though I took some risks along the way, they were very, very calculated. You know, something else that a lot of people do, which I think is foolhardy, is They'll say, oh, I want to start a business. I'm sick of what they're doing. They'll leave what they're doing and just hope and pray that it works out. You know, I worked for four and a half years full time putting SSV together before I left my career. And I was making multiple times more 
in vending than I was working full time. So you got to be wise about this stuff. I know you're excited. I know you want to do something different. I know you hate what you do or or want to make a change in your life, but you have to be responsible about it. I you know I had a family of five that I had to take care of, and it would have been doing them a disservice to just come home one day and say, "Honey, I quit my job. Uh, we're going to figure it out." So taking calculated risks but being willing to get in the game too many people spend their life getting ready to get ready to get ready to get ready to get ready to do something (laughs) instead of just doing it. You know, the ducks are never in a row. The lights are never always going to be green at the same time for your journey. Get in the game and figure it out. If I hadn't stepped out, I would have never learned that the older kids wasn't our market. The younger kids were. But I got in the game, the market talked, and we adjusted and moved on. That being said, whatever your idea is, it's going to probably be completely different a year after you start once you do get in the game. Be ready for that. That's okay. Let the, let the market dictate your, your success and your direction. Um, but you can never figure any of that sitting around at home you know, strategizing, you got to get with it and then figure it out as you go. Amazing. Nothing happens until something moves. Oops. Get in the game, folks. Uh, you know, make, you know, at least a step into some direction. Then, um, you know, I'm a big, fir- a very firm believer that the people, places, events, circumstances, and things start to uh, show themselves as you, uh, you know, are making the next step and the next step and the, and the next step. And generally speaking, um, you know, I always like to give this analogy that, you know, when you know where you want to go, assuming you know what you want and, you, you know, you, you know why you want it. And, um, you know, there's a journey uh, that's, you know, going to be taken. Uh, and if you take the perspective of jumping in your car and knowing that it's going to take you, you know, 10 miles to get to your location, you know, but oftentimes when we get in our cars, we're, you know, um, di- redirected you know, down a different route, uh, need to make a left, need to make a right. Uh, the road is blocked up there. There's a car accident. There's, you know, things that happen. And, uh, but eventually because you're so clear on, you know, where it is you want to go and, and you know what you want and, and you know why, and, you know, using that same analogy, um, you've, um, you know, eventually get there. And, and that's the same thing is that, you know, sometimes we're going to be delayed. Sometimes we're going to have to take that right or that left or, or be slowed down in, in some way. Um, but it's a chance. And, you know, I'm a firm believer, again, that the people, places, events and circumstances and things were, you know, are going to show up to uh, to help you along that way. Um, as long as you're in a good frame of mind to know that. And that's the big difference is, that, you know, really your attitude and, you know, the way you look at things. Because if you're constantly looking at, oh, God, you know, here it is again. I knew it. Something just gets in the way every time I have, you know, some momentum, you know, it's just. It always happens to me, blah, 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 then, you know, it's, 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 it's going to continuously happen that way for you. But if you just look at it from a perspective that, hey, what can I learn from this right now? Um, what else is along this journey that I can, you know, possibly bump into? Or better yet, who may I bump into? Or what can I learn? Um, it's, it's a far better way to look at some of the challenges in front of you. So just wanted to share that. And thanks for sharing that, uh, Matt, get in the game, folks, just 
start one you know one place and 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 carry on and do the right things consistently and and the key word here is long enough and uh, as you see with Matt he spent uh, a good amount of time um, building his business uh, prior to making you know some additional things happen for him then to focus you know solely on this so thanks for sharing that Matt fantastic sir you know, entrepreneurship's a ready-shoot aim mentality, and everybody we've talked to, everybody that I that I've always talked to, um, and I'm supposed those maybe that I haven't met yet. You know, ready-shoot aim is a, a the the platform, the philosophy. You know, the becoming you know pivot masters in in what we do is a is a big thing, and um, you know we have to be willing to to go down roads that that we don't you know that we're not familiar with and uh, meet people that we're not familiar with and be willing and open to what may lie ahead because there are things we know, things we know we don't know, and things we don't know we don't know. And for entrepreneurs, <laughs> we operate a lot in the last. And uh, keeping an open mind and uh, keeping, you know, keeping consultants and coaches and such on our side to help us navigate those unknown waters is a, is a key thing. And then if we're smart, and Matt, you are, you're taking that knowledge and giving it back. And I and I honor you for giving it back to the kids. And I think that's a great place to great place to be. And we sure thank you for being on the show today. We're not done yet, but I did want to say, you know, really honor you for for your journey uh, from serving your country to serving the kids. And I think there's nothing more honorable than uh, to be in service to another human being. And uh, you know, we're talking about that today. And uh, so it, it's great having you on the show. We like to end the show though. Uh, Matt, with a with, with a bold question, but before we say that, I just want to say, uh, you know, shout out to Chris. Chris, this is you know, I, and we do this every show, but it it, it is an honor to um, you know for us to have a voice, and it, and it's an honor for me to have you know my voice paired next to yours, and um, you know it, it's it's a great way to to start the day. It's a uh, you know uh, once again an honor to bring on some some great guests. So just kudos to the whole process. We didn't know what we don't know when we started this thing. We had no freaking clue where it was going to go or how it was going to get started. But uh, it did. We did a ready, shoot, aim, and uh, we pivoted a lot, continued to pivot. But uh, some great things have come from that. So with a long-winded approach to this, we're going to get back to the last question of the day, Matt. Uh, we like to leave the audience with a bold move, something big that, uh, or something small, but something that they can implement today, right now. As soon as they finish listening to this podcast, that uh, can enhance their life, or that can enhance their family, or enhance their business. What one bold move would you like to leave with the audience today? You know, Alan, I would say if you don't have a coach, you need one. Now, some of you may not be in a position to be able to pay for someone like Christopher to help you in that regard. At a minimum, you need to find a trusted mentor in your local community that has more wisdom and experience in what they do and what you do uh, than you do. And you need to meet with them on a regular basis. Uh, allow others to pour into your life and it will be a game changer for you. Um, you know, I didn't realize the value a couple of years ago. I, I wouldn't do things any other way today, knowing what I know now and learning what I've learned. And I know that the trajectory will continue to be upwards because I've got folks like Aaron and, and the mastermind group that I'm a part of. 
um, that are going to continue to push me and challenge me um, to make me better day in and day out. The humble approach to success. Well done, Matt. Thank you, Matt, for being on the show. Certainly, uh, I've got a few pages of uh, great insight and and notes, so I I appreciate that, and I thank you for um, enlightening our uh, our audience as well, and audience to you guys, uh, we really appreciate um, obviously listening in and any questions uh, uh, that you have, you can direct them to info at thinkbowlbebold.com. Stay tuned as well for our live show on Facebook that then gets converted into iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podomatic, and soon to be SoundCloud. And um, again, Matt, thanks so much for uh, for coming on the show. Yeah, guys. Hey, Christopher. Can I give away something for the audience if they're interested? Hey, we love giveaways. We love sure. giveaways. Let's rock it. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, you know, I wrote a short ebook called Live Your Dreams, The Top 10 Reasons Why You Need to Own a Vending Business. And I'd love for anybody who's would would like to look a little deeper into vending itself uh, to have that. They can go to um, a landing page we've set up just for your audience. It's called, it's ssvbusiness.com forward slash be bold and they can download that for free and and learn some insights that i've gleaned along the way in vending if they want to talk more about the franchise and that opportunity you know that's that's a possibility and we can begin a dialogue there as well but um the one thing i love about vending is you do the work and there's immediate return for your effort Whereas a lot of the other things online and other places, it, there's a there's a pretty long runway in many cases. And so anyway, would love to chat with folks if they want to learn a little bit more. And, uh, you know, once again, appreciate the opportunity to be here. And uh, God bless you guys, man. Yeah, right back at you, Matt. And uh, we'll make sure we post that uh, URL for everybody to uh, get, you know, get the free ebook. Um, you know, again, if you have any questions, certainly get a hold of Matt. And uh, Matt, we're not done with you yet, my friend. We'll, uh, we're going to get you back on. I'd love to have a live show with you um, as well. Uh, would you be interested in coming back on the show? Yeah, I'd love to do that. Oh, that'd be great. Live show would be great. Get some call-ins and get some, uh, get some work in progress. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you to our audience. Thank you, Alan, for um, hanging out today and, and, and making the show what it is. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, or anything like that, or you know, looking for a guest you'd like to come on the show, go to info at thinkbowlbebold.com. Send us an email. Be happy to uh, definitely uh, endeavor on that and uh, answer any of your questions. Again, this show wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.